With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. MMA. Martial arts. That's MMA. MMA. Yeah. Uh, worst rap song ever as we welcome you to the UFC Vegas 41 post fight show here on MMAfighting.com. Hope you guys enjoyed what seemed like the longest event ever. I mean, it just seemed at times like this is a very long day and a very long card, but uh, it's over and it ended with Marvin Vittori getting the victory over a surprisingly much more game than I thought he would be, Paulo Costa. So props to Paulo Costa. That was a great fight, great main event. It delivered to the level of what this insane fight week was really all about, if we're being honest. And we're here to talk to all of you about what happened. You guys can join in on the conversation. I am Mike Hack. We got the Prince of Positivity, Alexander Kaylee, in the building. Are we gonna, you look worn talk, out from a... Are we going to talk... <laughs> It's been a long day. Are we going to talk Bellator at all as well? Bellator? Yeah, we can. All right. I'm sending out a fire tweet. I got to get my hashtags right, guys. I got to have my ha- Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, just right. We'll dabble in. Bellator. No, I'm, 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 I'm giving an equal billing. Equal billing. All right. Vegas equal billing. And we have E. Casey Lyde in here. Casey, how are you doing, my man? I'm, I just saw 6,000 fights, and I'm still coherent because it ended with a freaking barn burner of a fight. And so it ended well. It ended well. So I'm good. I'm, good moods. Good mood. Good mood. It was a great, it was a great, fight. Uh, great fight. The most great important fight. question of all, because I don't know the answer to this. Did I win the picks? Oh, God. I did so oh, bad. Gosh. <laughs> I think I won. Uh, I think I won, right? I will check right now. Hold on. Let's make this official. I will check right now. I can agree. It was it was deal right now. It was ugly for all of us early on through the prelims. Through the prelims, it was it was not uh, not great for the MMA fight. I don't think I don't think I don't think anybody got above five hundred. But I think 
I got one like completely perfect pick, and that might have put me over the top. All right. According so to topology, no, Jed Mashu won. Of course, Jed, Jed Mashu. Evil wins. Jed Mashu. Eight and not great. Eight out of fourteen, so just above five hundred. But uh, yes, eight out of fourteen. He had two perfects actually. He had two perfects. So, so Jed big, Mishu wins again. I finished in dead last. I, I was in dead last on our picks. Gosh this darn was it. tough. Gosh this darn it. Tough. The prelims got me good. Well, let's start with this main event. It was uh, it was fun. Vittori came out looking intense. Paul Costa looked like he was about to pick up a Buick and throw it through the cage. Of course, Costa just eyeballs Vittori the entire time. He sprints to the cage, and then he gets in. Security's got to separate him. This is exactly what we had hoped for. Uh, yeah, and then the two guys went in there and had 25 minutes in absolute war. So, AK, your thoughts on the main event in Marvin Vittori's hard-fought Man. win over Paul Costa? That was a war. You know, that felt like a long fight at the top of a long card, but like in a good way. You know, it was it wasn't a pretty fight. You know, it wasn't a pretty fight, but not all ugly fights are bad. This was an ugly fight in like the best way. It was just so nasty and gritty and like everything was hard hitting. It felt like they threw so many shots uh, and connected that would have landed uh, sorry that would have ended other fights especially uh, Vittori definitely took like a like a clean head kick he was eating those rib roasters you guys are always talking about like I thought any one of those body shots was going to drop him at any second you know what I mean I, I thought it's one of the things like you, you keep taking them you keep taking them and it seems like you can take the whole fight just takes one to just completely put you down I thought it was coming at any moment I mean, somehow he made it through and, and persevered and won the fight. It was it was just awesome. And um, yeah, it's it's rare that you I think you have a fight that, that that's that entertaining, but also feels like I it felt for me, it felt like longer than 25 minutes or even counting the breaks longer than like 35, however long a, a five round fight actually takes in, in, in real time. It felt longer than that, but it felt so so fun to watch. So that was a unique main event. I can't. I don't know if I have a comparison to that right now, but um, right now, I think one of the best fights we've seen this year. Oh, yes. Yes, I would agree with that. It was a great fight. And I was on the live blog for that fight. And before the first punch was even thrown, I already had like a paragraph and a half written just due to the shenanigans before the fight. So <laughs> it was an excellent live blog. These two guys delivered. It was an incredible fight. Casey, your thoughts on the action? Because you were right. Costa targeted the body, which he's very effective with. Vittori is as tough as they come. He's got the quote-unquote blockhead a la Israel Adesanya, as he liked to, to state so poetically. But like Michael Bisming said, you can only take so many shots to the body before they start, you know, really affecting you and can take you out of the fight. And there are times, especially later on, especially in that fifth round where I was like, man, he can't take many more of these. And Vittori very smartly clinched up and just sort of rode out the rest of the fight very wisely, in my opinion. And it was just a great fight, man. Your, your thoughts on it and the performances from both guys. Um, the positives, first off, great, yeah, great performance from both fighters, obviously just, um, yeah, we did, we saw one of the fights of the year to, uh, tonight, this afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of soaking it all in. It was just, just, just a good, fun, gritty, sweaty <laughs> fight with just, just hunks of bones and muscles being thrown across the cage. Um, now my prediction coming into this fight, I, I was the kind of the weird one. I said that I had, I, I picked Costa to win by actually body shots in the second round. And I don't feel bad of that pick. Um, what I didn't, what I did, what I underestimated was we knew Marvin Vittori had a block head, but he just has a block body. I mean, he, like, like, like Bisbee said, those feel like he, those feel like, 
um, Costa was like slamming into tie pads, full full speed, full full technique, and um, Victoria was just eating him, eating him, eating him, eating him, and eating him. And I don't understand how he never really even crumpled, never even did one of those. Oh, you know, it was just um just dang incredible fight. And uh, Bisping, I mean, commentators say way too much. This guy's as tough as they come. I will give that to Vittori. Vittori is in that category. He is as tough as they come. He, nothing really rocked him. A couple of things slowed him down a bit. But nothing really rocked him. The guy's in incredible shape. Um, even just, uh, right now I would say, you know, just, uh, Bisbing said toward the fourth round, he said, thank God these men didn't have to dehydrate, dehydrate themselves because what we're seeing here is kind of what, these men, what a lot of fighters have the full potential to give us in the cage, but because of the dehydration process and everything, you know, sometimes we don't get that fight. But I feel like we got, in terms of just pure excitement and just output, just the maximum from each of these fighters. So um, just, you know, round of applause for both men. And uh, yeah, just great fight and good on Vittori. Um, I actually, actually scored a draw, but that's a, we can discuss that later. <laughs> Yeah, this score that a draw. Okay, like oh, yeah. two, two and two, two yeah. rounds each, and then one. No, yeah, um, no, no. The round. The, what was, what was three, the three rounds for Costa. Three rounds for Costa, and then yeah, three rounds for Costa. For, yeah, and because right. the fight was scored three three rounds to two rounds for Vittori, right? With the point yes. deduction. Yes. Yeah, that's how yes. I that's how I scored it. Yeah, and the round I assume is the and the, the reason to me why Costa lost the fight was that stupid guillotine he went for. I think in the third round, a round that he was winning, and he went for that guillotine. Both men were super sweaty. Vittoria easily slipped out of it and and finished the last 90 seconds of that round on top. He didn't do too much damage, but I felt, um, I think, I, I guess the judges and most of the media members went with giving Vittoria that round. But up until then, mm-hmm. I thought Costa had won that round. And even though he didn't, he lost the guillotine tip, Vittori didn't do anything on top. He just kind of, there was just a little couple peppering shots. There was no damage done. And I felt that the, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, uh, all the work that Vittori, all the work that Costa did up until that guillotine choke, until the last 90 seconds, I thought that still won the round. I get why people have Vittori taking that round. I'm not like, oh, but that's why it gave it, that's why it would have been a 3 2 for, um, Costa, and then being a draw with the point deduction. But I get, I, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not screaming Robbie or, or like, you know, right. anything like that. I'm just that's that was my that was my interpretation of that round. But I get, I get it. It was, but it yeah, was, I mean, and then it was, it was a, a, dumb, it was a dumb guillotine attempt. It was a dumb guillotine attempt. He, there was no reason to go for it, and um, yeah, that's that sucked that Costa did that. Yeah, it was. Uh... I thought Vittori was probably winning at that point, but I mean, listen, it's, it just depends on how you scored. I thought Vittori mm-hmm. landed, landed quite a few, definitely way more. Uh, Costa, when he landed, I mean, especially when he was going to the body, the body kicks ratting up, but it's one of those fights too, I think, I think Vittori oh, landed the cleaner shots for sure. Yeah. I, would, I mean, obviously the takedown was big. The ground and pound was big. It kind of like evened things up and then, yeah, him going for the guillotine or the Dars, whatever he's trying to go for at the yeah, time. Uh, yeah. It kind of just foiled all that mm-hmm. momentum. And I agree, like, this is one of those fights where I think statistically it looked like Costa, sorry, Vittori had a lot more significant strikes, but I felt that all the, the if there were, like, regular strikes, significant strikes, and really significant strikes, I feel like Costa won the really significant strikes by a lot. And um, But either way, super good fight. I have no issue with Vittori taking the decision. 
and um, I'm not even like gonna say anyone was wrong. Of score. Not even gonna like, I'm not even try to sell it or anything. But um, no, it was just a great fight, man. I was just I was super excited because that that card was that card, that card kind of sucked, and the main event saved it. That's all. <laughs> this is this is what fully hydrated or to say yeah. more hydrated undepleted bodies look like you know the way they can perform because i guarantee if this happens i don't want to say guarantee i think there's a much uh, much much more likely if this happens at 185 vittori might get knocked out or vice versa or or uh, uh costa is too uh, is drained and he gets too drained you know, yeah and pounded or something yeah like it's a different fight it's a different fight at 85 yeah. yeah, and as you mentioned, this is the uh, uh, on the on the post uh, pre uh, pre fight Q and A and and preview, uh, Casey. That twenty pounds is the biggest difference between divisions, one eighty five and two hundred five. That's a lot. That's a massive, massive difference. And again, it could have been a similar fight uh, at one eighty five, but th- I think the likelihood of either guy getting finished was so much higher. So I hope fighters see this. I know it's not going to change anything. I mean, I'm, I'm not naive, but I do hope <laughs> people realize, like, man, when you fight at a, a higher weight, as long as uh, you know it. it a little more so you're not like tiny like you know 155 170 whatever it is as long as it, like if you if you are extreme weight cutting i do it ha- i feel like it has to be worse for you in the long run and i hope people see this as evidence of that but i don't know i think it'll just be an outlier and, and we're all just not gonna you know we'll remember all the controversy but not necessarily into the the benefits they might have had from not cutting down to 185 this is one of those events where i mean oftentimes like i Oftentimes, like, I don't really want to hear from Dana White, but today would have been a good day to hear from Dana White, like, just to hear his response to Paul Costa and the fight. Like, if if Costa's performance sort of negated the BS throughout the fight week, I mean, who knows? I would have loved to hear what he has to say, but unfortunately, probably have to wait till next week when they're in Abu Dhabi and Jose, I believe, is already on our, on his way out to Abu Dhabi to get you ready for UFC 267. So great main event. Vittori wins. We'll see what's next for him. There's some interesting fights at 185 for him. He's not going to the belt anytime soon, but a good win nonetheless. Wait, before, uh, we, jump, before we jump off real quick, uh, one, sorry, a, a big t- talking point before the fight was Costa's going to lose and then the UFC is going to cut him. They're going to like, we're done with this. We don't want to deal with his shenanigans. I said... That ain't happening, no matter what. After that fight, that ain't happening. What do you think? I mean, there there was a lot of discussion about that. Do you, right. you, I, I was with you. I, I was with you. I, I was. Okay. I was more. I was definitely more critical of Costa's like behavior. Like I, I'm still like annoyed by it. But I also. But I was like, he. I didn't feel he inconvenienced the UFC that much. And again, he's probably moving up to 205 anyway. Yeah. So it's no. It's no big sweat off their back, right? It's 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 unfortunate. I think it's unprofessional. It makes me think less of Costa. Do I think it makes the UFC think less of him? No. And especially after this performance, again, we said Anthony Rumble Johnson was a guy who came with way more baggage, had more weight issues than Costa has had. Um, and they kept him around for a long time after uh, after he finally moved up to 205. So is Costa as good as him? I don't know. Maybe not. But he's been in, in some very entertaining – I think he's almost always in entertaining fights except yeah. when he got smoked by uh, Izzy. And I'm sure that was Which was entertaining. Which was entertaining. Just on – he was on the <laughs> in, yeah. in, in another way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think as long as he goes up to 205, um, yeah. I, I, I see him being there for him there for, for a while. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't – I mean, I, I understand the Rumble-Johnson comparison, but we have to understand that those are in two completely different times in the sport. Business was in a much different place that, back then than it is now. This is pre-contender series. This is pre-looking for a fight. This is pre-short notice calls, pre-apex, pre-pandemic. 
where Pre-cards UFC has every no issue week. cutting yeah. these guys. Yeah, they have yeah. no issue cutting these guys in lieu of 10 and 10 contracts coming off the contender series. Like they, they could do that. Much different time now. I will say this. I don't think Costa gets cut because of this fight. Uh, had he had he gotten drubbed out, that was my point. If he goes out there and just get gets rolled by Marvin Vittori after all this, then yes, I think he would have. And there were points early in that fight where Costa was breathing heavy. Even in the first round, I was like, yeah. oh boy, this is not good. This could be really, really bad. And Costa just kept going, which is a testament to him and his heart and his grid. And good on him, man. It was just a great fight. I don't think it negates everything, but it definitely leaves us with a better taste in our mouths than we that we had probably coming in. So, uh, I don't think we've got bonuses yet. But no, we should, any, any we guesses? Should, I mean, any, oh, by the way, since this is a two hundred and five pound fight, could that fight win fight of the night, or are they just taking? That I think the it table? should. I, I think because it wasn't technically like a miss or anything. He didn't like miss weight. Was, they didn't miss weight. He didn't. Nobody missed anything. <laughs> he didn't miss weight. I, I think it'll be eligible. Gets 50 G's yeah. for this? He should. Oh I think he will be. I think he will. I think or, he will. Or, Vittori, or actually, Vittori, uh, Vittori, Vittori, can, Vittori might get the full hundred, which is good for him. Good for him. Um, no, uh, I, I mean, look, I hated how Paulo, <laughs> the genius Costa, uh, went about this. But 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 if the but if back, the contracts were, if the contracts were changed, and he, I mean, yes, he gave up the twenty percent, which which does make it seem like a weight miss, but technically it's not, and the contracts yeah. were changed. Before the, weigh-ins, be before the before the weigh-ins, it wasn't changed after the weigh-ins. Yeah. yeah, I know it sucks, but he should be eligible. For, I think it's fair if he's eligible for a bonus. And again, I'm only saying that obviously because the fight was so amazing. If it was a boring fight or something, then and like he got like a big knockout, I'd probably go the other way with it. But the fight was awesome. Yeah, I, I think he's eligible for another 50 Gs. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, that was a great fight. The only other one that probably could contend would be Mason Jones, David Onama. That was a oh, really good, was fight. A good fight. That was a good Incredible fight. Incredible fight. Uh, so that might end up getting it. Otherwise, what do you guys performance? Yeah, what do you guys think? Bonuses, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. Jeff I'm Molina. Go I thought Caceres is. I'm gonna go, definitely Ooh. go Caceres and hmm, okay. um, Rodriguez, Gregory Rodriguez. I think that was um, pretty dang good. Uh, oh, wait, am I missing anything? Wait. Uh, ooh. Gumariano. There were some oh, good I, finishes. Oh, J- Jai Herbert. How do you say his name? I'm Jai. saying I think Jai Herbert. Yeah. Jai Herbert. Not not ooh. not Jai Herbert as Jai we wish Herbert. it was. Yeah, Jai Haber and <laughs> oh wait, jeez, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of options actually for performances, honestly. I'm going to say gonna... Herbert, R- Herbert and Rodriguez, and then Vittorio Costa fight the night. Yeah, that's my guess. Ah oh, man, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. Do they give the main event the fight of the night? Do they penalize Paul Costa and give the full 100K to Marvin Vittori? That would oh. say a lot. That the would bonuses say a are lot. in. The bonuses are in. Keep oh, going. Boy. I'll, I'll read the them. I'll read them. This is, this is wild. This is wild. Go ahead. Oh, no. oh boy. Let's go. Oh, Let's read go. Them? Okay. Let's go. Read Just read them out. Just read them out. Fight of the night, uh, Park versus Rodriguez. I don't mind that. It's a pretty good fight. Um, but surprising. Over Jones and Onama? What? That's wild. Yeah. Over Jones and Onama. I don't know. And then performances, Caceres. Okay. And Vittori, the very rare decision win performance bonus. That is clearly sending a message to Costa. 100%. Not that he's not, not that he doesn't deserve it. I think Vittori does deserve performance bonus, but you never see them give performance bonuses for decision wins. 
That's a no, very and, clear. And a, and a competitive decision win. I've seen performances yeah, go to like dominant decision yeah. wins, but a competitive yeah, yeah, yeah. decision win. That's um, <laughs> dude. That's a very clear sign. That's the clearest sign we've seen yet that they were not happy with. Uh, uh, and by the way, Dana White is apparently there. All right. Yes, I think Brett's talking to him. I don't know if he's going to speak to the media as a whole, but he said the fight tonight, mm. according to Brett Okamoto, the fight tonight only happened because of Marvin Vittori. He says he doesn't have a reason why Paul Acosta came in heavy, but gives a lot of credit for, quote, fighting his ass off tonight. <laughs> so there you go. That's classic Dana, just right down the middle. <laughs> Takes a shot, gives Acosta a little bit of praise, and we're right smack in the middle. So I guess Dana is going to the presser, so we'll see what's going on. Uh, and I'm uh, trying so to see your, what uh, the re, the reaction the to the. Okay. Oh, sorry, but uh, Vittori, but so Vittori got a performance bonus, and Caceres got a performance bonus, and then they gave fight of the night to uh, Rodriguez and and uh, Young, Young Jung Young Park, excuse me. I think it's interesting it's they weird, didn't right? give um, they didn't give Nick uh, I can't say his last name the guy fought I Nick Mariano yeah they, he didn't get any he didn't win a performance bonus even though no. I thought that should have been a no contest honestly but that's a but since it was ruled that a knockout I felt he should have gotten the performance bonus so that, but the rules for performance bonuses make zero sense to me like the logic each week I, it's, I, it's, so it's, it's the most inconsistent thing in the sport to be honest <laughs> uh, I see a lot of people saying thank you I see a comment what? thank you Dana for not rewarding that cheater so a lot of people are kind of okay with him not getting a bonus so like not I said cheating. I don't know how I he, feel he, about he, it you paid the, he paid the penalty for it it's like he's Whatever, whatever. I got it. Everyone's going. They're going. Yeah. Everyone. MMA fans saw an amazing fight and they still want to be grumpy. Good. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, one yeah, thing we can get people. from Dana at the presser is Costa is going to be a 205 pounder moving forward. I'm sorry. Which is, okay. is no surprise. Okay, yep. Costa yeah. is staying that's what, at that's a, that's a, uh, Dana says. Dana says. Oh, that, Dana says. Yeah. Dana says. <laughs> well, you know what? But they're the ones that they're the ones that make the contracts. They if Paulus if. Uh, Paulo says that he wants to fight at 185. The UFC goes, no, you're fighting at 205, and that's that's the UFC's discretion. So, uh, yeah, if Dana says it, that's probably well, – and that's, and that's the only thing that how, makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. How often does that happen, though? How often do we know that that has happened, where they've actually said, told someone, no, you're fighting at this weight class? Like, I guess we can assume in some cases it happened, but as far as we know, we don't know, like, when it's actually happened, right? No, but you can I mean, you, they fight they fight for Dana and the UFC. They, they, they're the ones that make the contracts, you know, it's not – but we've seen, but we've seen Dana say before, like, "Well, oh, this guy's yeah, the yeah. last time." Oh, that's all. Like we say it all the time, and then they go, like, "Ah, we talked about it, and they said they've changed up their camp and they changed up their diet, and I'm giving them another chance this weight class." So, I mean, that could easily happen with Costa. But I don't honestly, don't, don't we want to see Costa at two hundred five? I feel like that's yes, yeah, yes. That, that I, just hope it, I hope it does better. It just feels like Costa versus does put his foot down. Yeah, yeah, Costa versus yeah, Anthony Smith. You know, it'd be fun. You know, Anthony Smith, a former eighty-five, oh, you know, things like that. Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos. Yeah, two, 80 fires, uh, 80 fivers who have had a lot of success at 205. Who knows? Yeah. We, Costa might be one of them. We don't know yet. Yeah. That's yeah. what you John do. Jones will never main event again. Amanda Nunes yeah. will never main event yeah, again. again. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they yeah. both yeah. main evented again. So. <laughs> uh, so that was the main event. Fun fight. Uh, interesting co-main event. It was the Grant Dawson show for 10 minutes. And then Ricky Glenn Ooh. bounces back with a big third round. Uh and ends up getting a 10-8 on two of the judges' scorecards and gets a draw. Now, I don't have an issue with the 10-8. No issue whatsoever. I was a little puzzled by the 10-8. I, I, just, I didn't see it. I thought it was a dominant round. I didn't see a 10-8. Uh, 
I honestly, what I think gave Ricky Glenn the 10 eight more than his actual round was after the was yep. after the round. That's when it. Was like, That's it. You got to get up, bro. You got to get up. He made yep. everybody pay Good. attention to Grant Dawson on the ground being labored. James Krause gets in there. He lifts Grant Dawson up. He gives him a hug. Grant Dawson gives the thumbs up with his back against the cage. But Ricky Glenn just calling attention to that moment, mm-hmm. saying, you got to get mm-hmm. up. He got everyone's attention, including the judges, and two of them were like, you know what? He's right. That's a 10-8, bro. The veteran savvy, Rick the, Ricky the Gladiator Glenn, with that, just not even in the fight. The last 10 seconds after the horn sound, after the horn. that's a game to draw, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, well done. Showmanship. Showmanship should be an unwritten part of the criteria. Showmanship. Yeah. No, we, Drama. We, 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 yeah, we always see that after the fight's over, we hear the coaches, raise your arms, raise your arms, look like you won the fight, don't look tired. And this was just, yeah, this was kind of a little different, but yeah, uh, Ricky Glenn going. Because if Ricky Glenn just lets go, walks away, holds his arms up, it just looks like Grant Dawson's tired, that's all. But the fact that he said, get up, get up, and Grant Dawson's like, uh, you know, <laughs> just, it was, it was just, yeah, great, great. I scored it at 10-8 before that, but I think that really sealed the deal, and that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. That was a ten-eight round, and the judges and Rick again, Ricky Glenn, yeah, sold it. You're hundred percent correct, Mr. Heck. Thank you. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Rose Clark comes back with the win. It wasn't. Uh, yep. Wasn't one right home about. Workmanlike. Got it done. Workmanlike. Workwomanlike. Get that winner's bonus. Get that winner's bonus. Oh, we're yeah. on, on the draw. On the, on the on the sorry, but the co-main yeah. event. As much as I want to draw, it freaking sucks that the only real winners are the UFC because yes. both fighters only get their show money and they don't get like any of their win money and i think that sucks mm-hmm. and but former union and change those rules guys so yep. otherwise yeah agreed alex caceres wins i think was that the only one who picked alex caceres in our picks but i, I did so. um yeah. trinaldo split decision after losing a point uh oh, we talked that, about yeah that was, that was quick first round finish Gregory Rodriguez, good comeback win in that second round because he was in deep trouble against Jen Young Park. Mason Jones, David Onama, incredible fight. Uh, props to David Onama. Just less than a week's notice comes in and puts on a classic. I can't wait to see what he does at 145. <laughs> so Dan talented. Ricci, good so win. Talented. Yep, Jamie Pickett, first UFC win. Again, not a tremendous fight. Jai Herbert, first Moving UFC on. win. Kama worthy, interesting. Uh, someone tweeted me. I don't know if anybody else heard this who was watching very closely, but... Apparently, like after the finish, Kama Worthy said to the referees, like basically had a, a lethal weapon moment where he's like, I'm 35, I'm too old for this shit kind of a thing. And <laughs> so we'll see where he goes from there. Jeff Molina, great win. Definitely somebody to watch at 125 pounds. Yeah. Random Marcos with a fire. She looked good. That was a clear Saved win. Her job. Nice Saved her job. Incredible. She sure did. 11 and, and 11. Martinez picked nice. things off with a. With a nice performance over Ziviad Lazicvili. Clo- things got a little hairy for Mr. Martinez. Yeah, as the dog. As against, an underdog. Uh, an undefeated fighter. But good win for Jonathan give, Martinez. He's a good fighter. I don't give gambling advice. I don't give gambling advice, but I will tell people, watch, look at people's pre-big show records, please. If you're, uh, like, I know, I was undefeated guys. I know it looks cool. Up until he was in the LFA, uh, Lazicvili, he, I think he started off like uh, 8-0, all against guys with 0-0 zero and zero records. So that's a big tell. Now the two guys who beat in LFA were pretty good, but guys, you got to watch for that stuff. So I'm 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 glad Jonathan Martinez won because um, I because I actually picked something right for once. <laughs> it was competitive. I mean, it was such a long time ago, but that was a competitive fight, right? 
Martinez. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. without like a, a like a like I thought because this guy's a big uh, wrestling you know reputation. They thought, oh, it's just going to take him down. Okay. It's going to you know submit him, and that no, was a stand up fight for the most part. And John Martinez looked great. I'm trying to see what Paul Acosta is saying right now. Oh, he says he believes Barmatory won the first round. No, no, he's not going to make it illegal right now. Oh. Second round, referee took one point from the card. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, the third, fourth, and fifth round. I won clearly, he says. I don't understand that. Why they give the victory to Marvin Vittori. Congratulations for Marvin. He did a great job. But Costa felt feels like he won rounds three, four, and five, which I don't agree with. But what can you do? I had Costa, but I did not have him winning round five. four, though. I didn't have him winning round four. Did, we, yeah, did you yeah, have him winning round five? The final I had round? him winning round five. Okay. I had him winning this. He five won the second. Yeah. Technically, it was a nine-nine. I gave the nine-nine second, and I gave Costa the fifth. Okay. And so really, the only all, round that did you guys hear debate uh, any any um, disagreement is round three. That's really any. Is round three. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Did you guys hear any warning? Did you guys hear a warning before he took the point? But the point from what Herzog was saying, he said he was warning him about grabbing Vittori's gloves. Yes. Did you That's guys hear any said. of that though? Like, did, was it, did you guys I hear didn't. that on the broadcast? But I was live blogging, so I wasn't really paying attention too much mm-hmm. to what the ref, what the referee was saying. But Herzog's mm-hmm. one of the best in the business. So if he says that he warned mm-hmm. that he warned Costa, I completely believe that he did. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I actually disagree. Disagree with the point <gasps> deduction, but um, I thought the reason why is because if you watched the replay. Um, I think when he was, throwing, he was throwing the kick, he had his hand out, which is normal. Um, Vittori was moving in, and like they kind of ran into each other on, on the, when he was, he was you know, uh, having his hand out for a kick. It's okay. He deducted a point. I didn't really agree with it. I didn't think the, the, earlier, the earlier warning was maybe loud enough. I didn't, I didn't see. I was, watching, I, was, I was paying pretty close attention, and I didn't see any warning. And, so, and Herzog is still the best ref. I just didn't agree with that, but he's still the best ref. He took two do points. I know yeah. Do you know how I know this fight is not a robbery? Um, just looking at the comments, we have people from both sides saying a draw is crazy, and we have people saying uh, Costa uh, uh, that uh, Costa winning is crazy. So thank you, commenters, for. <laughs> I think the fact that you have you have two sides while saying the other side is crazy shows. I guess it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty. <laughs> then the call was fair because yeah, it's. It's it's obviously divided. It's a great fight. Controversial. We, we, I don't even call it controversial. Even controversial. Controversial. I mean, we're talking about it. it's a controversial uh, decision, sure. But robbery, I I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do the robbery. The thing. point deduction. The point deduction stinks. But like at least in my card, it didn't affect the fight because I still had Vittori winning three of the rounds. It would have been forty eight, forty seven, right. with right, the point. Right. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah, Costa still would have won the round. He just would have got one extra point, and he still would have lost the fight. Right. But. So there you go. That's the UFC card. We should talk, oh. however, about oh. Fyodor Emelianenko with the walk-off. Everything about, like, I watched it on my computer, kind of like on the side eye, but I was listening to it. Everything about that fight was great. Tim Johnson's walkout. By the way, Rick Derringer. I mean, what, where's the Rick Derringer version of Real American? The Hulk Hogan theme mm, song. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. The acoustic what was version that? was like the folk version, the campfire version. What, what was, was that? That? <laughs> that was horrible. Like I, got lost I actually, I, eh, the, whoever tweeted from the MMA fighting account that he's coming out to Hulk Hogan's theme song, I went to show, I rewound it just so I could see it. And then I heard it. I'm like, what is this? This is terrible. Great song selection, but just like the wrong version. If you came out to the actual one, that would have been just amazing. And then Fedor 
gets in there, bolts him with a combination, puts him out, walk off KO. I mean, this is this is the stuff that dreams are made of right here. In Russia, in Moscow. I mean, what an amazing moment for Fedor Emelianenko, AK. Do you do you think this is how what were your thoughts on the performance, first of all? Actually, well, the whole we'll atmosphere the Yeah, the, look, the whole atmosphere of the card was really cool. It felt like it it it, it felt you know, we always criticize uh, the UFC for when they go to a different uh, place, a different country, different region, anything. It just everything feels the same. It doesn't feel like you're somewhere different. So uh, while this card wasn't full of barn burning fights, in fairness, I think it, if you look at just the quality of the fights themselves, there were they were okay. I mean, uh, there were some good uh, showcase performances uh, like Usman Nurmagomedov, but overall the fights not not that much to write home about. Atmosphere was great. Atmosphere was great. They had a very good translator. Um, not a good interviewer, but excellent translation, <laughs> good energy. Um, and uh, it really felt like you were watching a big deal. Like if this was, you know, if this Bellator, if you're tuning into Bellator for the first time because you're like, oh, cool, they're going to Russia. I want to see what that's like. You got a real experience. You got a real like, um, wow, this is like, this. Is, it's really different. This really feels like a different product. So I really like that aspect of it. And of course, when it came to the main event, it paid off big time. There was just such a, such a, um, the way they filmed the walkout and everything was so dramatic. And Fedor is not going to do anything crazy on a walkout. So just just the atmosphere does a lot of the heavy lifting. And he was as stoic as always, barely moved. I think the only gesture he made was he did, you know, the sign of the cross when he stepped into the step in the cage. And that was it. That, no, no pomp and circumstance, very powerful, uh, loud, uh, classical, you know, Russian music, which was cool. Um, the crowd you would just you could you could sense their their awe. And that's a great moment. That's something that you can't manufacture in MMA. So um, it was a cool entrance, short fight, which is probably for the best right now. Uh, exciting highlight real KO. Who knows what's going to happen to Fedor in his next fight, if that is his last fight. But he definitely snuck in one more highlight and in Moscow uh, in front of all these Russian fans. So it was it was, it was was a very cool moment. I like the whole feel of the card, even if the fights themselves were uh, mostly forgettable. Yeah. It's still one of, the be- and like one of the best knockouts of his career. That was up there with the Arlovsky knockout, the Tim Sylvia mm-hmm. knockout, the Brett Rogers knockout. The uh, I, I, I Go back to Pride. You know, so many. Uh, it was just... just Man, he's so fast. He's 45 and speed kills in the sport. Speed kills. Whew. Yep. And the accuracy on those, those, those just, they feel like wild looping hooks, man. But those all hit, boom, right on the chin on Tim Johnson. And Tim Johnson, while he's not maybe, you know, a top 10 you know, world beater, he's always still a tough out. And the fact that he, it went down mm-hmm. that easy. Like, and Tim Johnson has been great in his Bellator run. Had a very competitive um, five-round decision loss for the um, interim uh, heavyweight belt for Bellator. Just, um, man, it's fun seeing Fedor. So it just has that aura. Have you, have you worked a Fedor fight, you guys? No. Like, ah, bummer. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, he's that guy, like. Did like, I hear I Esther? Say, like, like uh, Esther. What? Shh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Fedor. No, I want to hear her Fedor thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 God, you don't want to see this. He, he has to. He has to. He uh, just has. But one time, he just has an aura. Ahead, sorry, like when he walks into a room, he just has an aura. Like a, a few fighters had that. I feel like Anderson Silva, Conor McGregor, actually, um, Ronda, um, Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. uh, John Jones. Like when, like when he walks in the room, it's just like everyone's like, oh, everyone just kind of shuts up. Fedor, no matter. His up and downs in his career always had that, and um, that was one of the. Um, I, I feel very fortunate. I've been at very many Fedor fights and got to film him backstage and you know, see him in the hotels and like that. So it was just, um, it was cool. It was cool seeing him go up, have that type of victory. And um, hope I don't know if it's, he's gonna probably have one more fight, but um, 
I don't know. <laughs> Mike, Mike, uh, bonus on to the next one. Bader, right? What, Bader right rematch, now? right? You got to do bonus it. Bonus on to the next They're one. They're going to do it. Right? Bader They're going to do it. Yeah. 100%. Fedor's teammate it. is going to step aside. He's going to step away and let the man get his shot. Fight Bader, final fight of his career. He either retires the Bellator heavyweight champion or he retires on a loss to the guy who is the heavyweight champion of the world. So either way, Fedor gets his moment. Do it in a big arena. It's got to be in San Jose, right? You got to do it in San Jose, full arena. Mm -hmm. Like you can't do it in Mohegan. You just can't. Well, it's got, it has to be full crowd. It can't, it definitely has to be, you know, I would, yeah. No, 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 half, no half empty quarter, quarter, no size crowd. And it needs to be forming. Moscow will be the best still. If he, his, his final fight, like they sell it as the, the final fight. This was never sold as the final fight, right? It was just. No, no. They always maybe. say he's, he has, he has two fights left on his contract. The plan was this would be the first of the two legs. And then okay. he's kind of said this week, who knows how what happens? Uh, you know, I haven't thought about it, but I'm sure certainly it could be the last one. Uh, but obviously the plan was for two. Um, but th- but again, that's only because he has two fights left in his uh, belt or contract. Who knows what happens after? You know, who knows? Maybe I mean it's not a- over after the next fight. But uh, on paper, it does feel like a fight with Vader would be a cool last fight to go out on in a in a big venue. But you never know with this guy. He's retired twice before, I think. Um, so you never know with Vader. Let's bring DC out of retirement. Vader <laughs> versus DC. We always wanted oh, to just- see it. Let's do it. Some, someone in the comments literally just said that. Jonathan oh, Ram, regular <laughs> commenter, just said DC oh, see, versus yeah. Fedor. Make it happen. Or you do Fedor versus Pujanowski and just do a free show. Oh, after free, tonight? Free show fight. <laughs> <laughs> I would, oh, KSW, please get on that. <laughs> Cross co promotion. Let's oh, go. Gosh. Let's do it. Please. Okay, to please. The, real quick, to the commenter who put Fedor versus Verdum rematch. Great suggestion, but you're gonna have to change your screen name if you want me to put your comment on the on the on the screen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What is it? Clean it's it up. Scene. I'm not gonna say it. It's obscene. It's obscene. It's an okay. obscene screen. <laughs> okay. All right. It's the kind of name that Esther Lynn would find funny. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. That's uh, that's how you know how appropriate it is. Not appropriate. It's, it's Esther's burner account. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. And that's. I mean, there was a crazy upset. It was a, kind of a freakish crazy upset in the co-main event. Uh, I mean, we can always talk about Usman Ramagamadoff's massive no, just, upset. Soma looked good, though, by the way. Soma uh, yeah, might have been on his way to winning a decision anyway. So it, it did end in a weird freakish like finger injury. I think he might might have been able to be, – been, excuse me. I can't talk anymore. I think he <laughs> might have been about to win a 29-28 uh, score. He was chopping uh, Minikov down with some with some uh, cap kicks and stuff. So uh, yeah, he gets in kind of Russia? weird finish. But I, that's a, if it had gone to the judges, who's to say? I should check the uh, <laughs> I, I should check the Bellator card. I think they did put up the cards. So let me see. But uh, yeah, that was weird. That was a very weird call, man. And a massive upset from Usman and Maga made off as high as a minus seven thousand favorite come fight time. Uh, but oh, he gets yeah. it done in the first round, as expected. He uh, got a showcase moment and. There you go. There's some good prelim fights from what I understand. I didn't watch them, but I'll yeah, have to go back and watch yeah, them later. Uh, our, our girl, um, Dar- Darina, she got her she butt kicked. Awesome. Yeah, she did not look too good. Uh, yes, she did not look great. Uh, guys, I'm starting to think that that fight where she she beat up a 529-pound guy, that fight might not have been on the up and up. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I, I hate to be like 
I'd hate to be that guy, but now I'm starting to think maybe that How fight dare you? But oh, 10 4. And, and the fact that after she won the fight, they laid him out in the middle of the, of the ring and they posed around him mm-hmm. like he was like just yeah. like a rhino they shot, you know, just like Sussed. posing like with big, a big game hunt. <laughs> Sus. Uh, regarding the Selma Minikov thing, uh, two judges had it tied going to the third. And uh, one judge had it, uh, Minikov, up 20 to 18. So I think someone might have won a split. I think he might have gone on to win a split. All right. I don't know. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on the amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Shall we go to the peeps? All right, peeps, throw your que- oh, oops. Oh, 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 question. Sorry. <laughs> All right. What do we got here? Um, spam your questions now, people. Spam your questions. This yeah, now is the now. time. Spam the questions, please. The other heavyweight fight tonight, which I did not see. Oh, Rico Verhoeven. Yes. Did Was he, he wanna... losing that fight? I, I didn't just, watch it, but I I didn't watch tweeting, it. So Twitter I just heard it was, he great. Lost it was first round. Yeah, I just heard it was a good fight. Um. I believe Gokansaki won as well. Damn, AK. All right. AK, for, oh, for, wait, our, wait. for our podcast listeners, oh, can you read this? You. Uh, yeah, thank you, Man in Black, saying, damn, AK Lee looking sexy. Well, you know, I don't like to brag about it, but uh, I'm wearing a nice shirt right now. I'm wearing a nice shirt for today's MMA festivities for, for Fedor's. Uh, I feel this is an appropriate color for Fedor. I think Fedor would appreciate this. It's very bland. I'm wearing a tan. It's a very bland tan shirt. And uh, that's what uh, I should have worn my fader sweater. I should have yeah. worn my fader sweater. You know, I, <laughs> on my screen, it kind of looks like because your your shirt is kind of flesh flesh colored. It kind of looks like uh-huh. you just decided, you know, just jump out of the shower and yeah. just you know. 
I'm just topless. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be why. Maybe that's what Man in Black is seeing yeah. as well. Maybe that's why he thinks. No, I am wearing. Uh, I'm wearing clothes. Um, what else we got? Um, this is more of a comment. But in oh. general, have you seen fans kind of maybe turn on Costa? Like, you know what? Whatever. He missed weight, but he's still. I'm still a fan. Uh, what's the general consensus you've seen from kind of the users out there? I don't think there is one. I don't think there's a consensus. I did a lot of people who were, I mean, there was certainly a vocal, a vocal part of the fan base that was like, oh, this guy's an idiot. Uh, you know, people who probably already didn't think too highly of Paulo Costa. And like, this was just the latest slip up, slip up and it was so high profile. Um, but I did see a lot of people that were kind of took our, somewhat our, our more lax attitude towards it. We're just like, what's the big deal? They're stepping into the cage anyway. Now they don't have to cut the extra weight. So I, I think it was split. I think it was a little bit split. I think there was so, quite a bit of support for him still. Um, even the people who don't like him, who were just like kind of shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, whatever. They changed the contracts. Okay, fine. He, 20, 20% fine. Okay, fine. Um, he's going to move up after probably. Let's move on with it. So yeah, I think there's, I think that, like I said, I think there's been a good discussion around it. And I think there's been fair points on both sides. And, and I think, uh, I think the MMA community, has been very good about their discussion of this topic. So well, well done, MMA community. Well done. <laughs> I, I I'll, I'll yeah. say this. Um, I I wasn't the biggest fan of just as a fan of uh, Paulo Costa, but like mm. I've I've kind of I like I said like he's gave us he gave us so much to talk about for this for this fight week and um yeah, that's I don't know from from a journalist perspective that's all I can ask for. Otherwise I was like I was like yeah two really good dudes. Let's see who wins. <laughs> I'd say most people kind of feel like Vittori fails. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of a, kind of an a-hole, but yeah. great fight. Thanks for the, that thanks was part for the fight, of it, bro. Thanks for the yeah. That was yeah, part of it. Was, it was, I think, like, well, 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 if Vittori doesn't have a problem with it, then I'm not going to have a problem with it. I think that was a lot of the stance that, yeah. that people took, and, and that's it. And that's fine. I'm not, again, I don't, I don't blame anyone for thinking that way. Just, All right. Life's too short. Life's too short to stress about stuff like this, right? Uh, yeah. Does Bruce, I feel like we get this question yeah. every time Bruce Bruce Lee Ray fights, yes. and the answer is yes. yes and I think it's been the answer <laughs> the last three fights he's had. Like he should fight a top fifteen guy at this point. Like, come on, that was a top. Like Seongwon Choi is a very good fighter, like a very good fighter. And there's mm-hmm. a reason I'm the only one that picked Alex Caceres to win this fight. It was a flyer that I was not confident with, but it was worth a look because Caceres just needs to weather that early storm, and he's dangerous every second of the fight, and it showed in this one. So, yeah, he definitely deserves a top 15. No more – like, I, I, I think he's played the gatekeeper role, the quote-unquote gatekeeper role, long enough. It's time to see what he can do. Let's throw him in there with, with the top 15 guy and see what he's got. So Paul Felder said Paul Felder said during the broadcast, man, it feels like we've been watching him. This is 25th UFC fight, and he's like, if he's only 32. It feels like we've been watching him for like 10 years, and it's like we literally have been watching him yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> most of us, most of us, anyway. His UFC debut was in 2011, so maybe there's some people who have been watching him before that. But uh, yeah, it's crazy how long he's been around. He's been around for a, and very active. There was not like one some long stretch where he didn't fight. I think he's like at least two fights a year. I, I'm not looking at his record right now, but um, yeah, 25 fights over 10 years across two divisions very competitive in almost all of them there's maybe like the crone like you have like a random crone gracie fight which is a bad like style matchup for him other than that he's just he's been in it so i don't know what a unique uh uh role this guy plays in the in the ufc hierarchy right now yeah i'm just looking at his sure. entire his his record in the ufc it's it's just mm-hmm. it's just really unique um yeah there's no yeah, one like it unique i mean but I, looking at it it seems like the only top 10 top 15 fighters he's even really faced 
have been Yair Rodriguez, who he lost. At, at mm-hmm. his, I'm pretty sure Yair was ranked at that time. He lost a pretty, uh, lost a split decision to Yair, which is really impressive, honestly. And um, he got his butt kicked by Uriah Faber. When this is Uriah Faber in 2014 at his prime, pretty much, or near his prime. So, uh, yeah, that's um, who, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't think of an exact person who he should face, but um. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. Maybe 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 got a little secret. He's a, he's a little secret Jim Miller kind of run. He, you never know. I don't know. Sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, like, not, uh, not, doesn't have, doesn't have quite the names on his resume like that Jim Miller has, like relatively speaking. But um, yeah, I see what you mean. Like he's just a guy who's around who they can throw in with anyone. But uh, Mike's right though. Let's give him a, a bit more of a veteran name opponent this time. Yeah. Um, or I mean, if you look at the if you look at the top fifteen, there's there's a nice mix. Maybe he gets the Bryce Mitchell fight. Who knows? Oh, that is a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Where does Paulo fight in the rankings at 205 in his first fight? Mm, this is such an easy answer. This is such an easy answer. And it's, I don't even know. It's not a ranked guy, but it's an easy answer. Uh, I'm not, I can't think of, I, I don't have an exact name. You go, you go, Mr. Heck. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Heck. Ewan Kuchalaba. That is the fight Whoa. to make. Just oh, throw those crazy. two. Yeah, just throw those two bohemians in there and just let them throw ba- throw them bolos at each other. And we got a different oh. listen. We got a different kind of Iwan Kutalaba. We got wrestler Iwan Kutalaba. So it could uh, uh-huh. could have a little technique going on here. I I think that's the fight. You just throw those two dudes in there. That's a co-main event on a fight night. That is a opening. That's a main card opener on pretty much any pay per view. That's the fight to make. You're not throwing him in with a top fifteen guy. You're not rewarding him for the weight miss and just throwing him into it with the rank guy. You're throwing him in there with the dangerous fun fighter that, and if he wins it, then you can shoot him up in the rankings and give him somebody else. But I think that's a great first test for him in his new official weight class. All you have right. chosen violence today. My goodness. <laughs> yes, oh, that is wild. That's the mat. That's a light heavyweight matchup. I didn't know I needed until, until this moment. It's an odd. No spoiler. I love creepy. Wow. Stock up down on Grant Dawson. Oh, it's down in my question. eyes. It's down in my eyes. You're the I'm, biggest favorite on the card. You're supposed to oh, roll he's the biggest guy. favorite. Biggest favorite on the card. Oh wow, that is down. That's down. Yeah. Home main event spot. New division. Grant and listen, and I don't mean I don't say this disrespectfully because there are very few people that cover the sport who has been high, as high on Grant Dawson as I have been for the last six years. This is true. I've seen this guy in the UFC for a long time. Like, just knew one day he would get there. I was high on him when he fought for Titan FC for victory. He had some kind of personal issues that he overcame and then just kept on winning and winning and winning and winning. The guy is a monster. He's at a new weight class. I think he's at a perfect spot in his career right now. But I think while his stock might be down, I think when you look at the overall story of Grant Dawson and his career and where he could go, this is going to be the most important night of his career. That fight with Ricky Glenn, that third round, that is going to be everything for him. Everything changes from here. It's going to be a very pivotal moment in his career. So while his stock goes down, I think he needed this fight. It's better to have it now than have it three fights from now when you're fighting a top five guy. My thoughts. Yeah, it definitely didn't go up. And that, that, that's the thing. If we had to choose either or, uh, th- then I would stay down. Um, it sounds a little harsh, but uh, yeah, if it's either or... I mean, it, it was a draw. Technically, like the easy answer is to say it didn't change that much, but uh, but yeah, it, it didn't go up. I, I don't think there's any way to say that Grand Dawson's stock went up uh, went up today. I don't know what you're saying. 
Sorry about that. Well, am I, was that I, that's me. Oh, I thought I was muted. <laughs> I heard you, AK. AK, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. That was so, that was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Casey? <laughs> um, no, yeah. Um, it's so weird how how one t- how those last 10 seconds of that fight might completely change Grant Dawson's career in a sense. You know, in a sense that... If, say, he struggles out of it or as soon as the bell rings, he just hops up like, ah, I I lost that round, but I won the fight. Then we're kind of looking at this totally different, you know. Or just say if if he's actually out and the ref just stops the fight, you know, right when the bell rings, go get up. And and he loses that fight, but he gets to draw. I'm just saying it's just just, like so many things in this sport where, like, just so many things, you know. Your career can jump jump off or just kind of really stall. And unfortunately for Dawson tonight, this was to me, this was as good as a, as bad as a loss, honestly. Um, uh, money wise is a loss. Um, I know he doesn't get the loss on his record, but um, yeah, I was, I was like you, heck. Um, I, I was really sold on Grant Dawson. I thought he was a future top 10 guy. But um, yeah, the person, the fighter we saw tonight, uh, that wasn't there. Maybe it was just an off night. Or maybe we just really underestimated uh, Mr. Ricky Glenn, but um, definitely down. Mr. Dawson, and it was this was a showcase fight yeah. for him. I mean, co-main event on a fight night card. I mean, for a guy who doesn't really have a big name, this was an opportunity, and yeah, it's a bummer for him. Yeah, can, can, can we give some love to Ricky Glenn because he's a this guy's <laughs> yes. a, this guy's the definition of a seasoned vet, and he's facing a young horse in Grant Dawson, who again normally when he gets people to the ground, I mean, the dude's a killer, um, and certainly again he showed some of that today. But Ricky Glenn's the kind of guy again he's not going to panic. Um, he's going to weather the storm. He's not going to gas himself out, you know, trying to do stuff he can't do. And, and, and he, you know, he knows how much damage he can take and he survived and, and managed to get a draw out of it. Um, so a lot of credit to Ricky Glenn, who again, is not, you know, whatever he hasn't had a great, like run. He's not, he just can't seem to string together wins, but he's just always in almost pretty much every fight. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he was, a, a, the very, the, he was the right test for Grant Dawson at this point in his career. And I, I guess we can just say that Grant didn't exactly, uh, pass with flying colors. Yeah, this is huge. This this was huge. He's 27. He's got a long way to go. He's got one of the best coaches in the game in James Krause. He's like James's star pupil and has been for a long time. But let's not forget, two weeks prior to this, he was supposed to fight Diego Ferreira, a top, I think he's the 11th ranked guy in the Ooh, division oh right yeah. now. So what this tells us is, one, lightweight, don't you forget how deep this is because it's a very deep division, and two, when Grant's 20, Grant being 27 years old, he's still, he's still got a long way to go. I think he's learned now, like, yes, you want to be the champion. You're going to keep clawing, clawing away until that belt gets wrapped around your waist. But now you know there's no need to rush. You don't need to run, rush into a top 15 fight. The Fajeda fight was a great opportunity for him. But had he fought Diego Fajeda, he might have gotten stopped in the third round tonight. He might have got stopped. I mean, who knows? Maybe that was too much too soon for him. Maybe the style was different. I don't know. Yeah. But I think this kind of like signifies, hey, dude, you're very good. No need to rush. You're going to get there. But let's just slow down a little bit. Let's just slow down a little bit. Top 20, 25 guys. The Ricky Glenns, the Alexander Hernandez's, and Hanato Moicano's of the world. Like, you should be fighting these guys. When, start beating these dudes. Then we can start talking about that. Grant's a very good fighter. He's gonna he's gonna get there. He'll be a top ten guy in the next two years, no doubt about it. But I think this is a very valuable fight for him, despite not winning it. All right. And last question. Last one. 
No, oh, ignore the ignore the, the the name of the guy. Jeez, I didn't read it all. Is this the one? No, no, this isn't the one. This one, this one, this name isn't even that bad. The, the other one. Yeah, no, that was somebody else. I'll throw, I'll throw it in Slack. What the other one was? This na- this name would barely make uh, Esterlin <laughs> chuckle. This was not. No, this is yeah. not. Uh, no. Look at your Slack. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Now, <laughs> now don't, don't don't report this, this to is HR. A, this is don't report far. this to HR. This is a, this. There was context to this. There's a context to this Slack message, by the way. This is <laughs> this isn't this isn't that far removed. It's just <laughs> presented in a much nicer way. Um, was DC right about Fedor? Or is he just jealous of Fedor's hot bod? Okay, so for those who <laughs> missed the first it, question, Daniel Cor- the first question is a little more part. It's a little more relevant. <laughs> but we obviously know he's jealous, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. So basically, DC said Fedor, at best, would be like, you know, top five, six, seven guy if he came to the UFC. Like, he wouldn't have been... He said average, so that's like not even... Great, yeah, he'd be an average heavyweight. He'd like be, I think he said 10. anywhere from like five to ten. Um, how's being number five? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It depends like which version you got the strike force version that was going to come over. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, um, no, Fedor was done great. Um, whatever. That's just, I don't know. That was was a weird thing about DC. I think DC was trying to, I saw a few tweets later. He was trying to give D trying to give, um, Fedor some props and stuff. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. DC talks a lot. You know, you say some weird things every once in a while. He he's he's an ESPN take guy now. Let's yeah. be honest, and he has great he has great insights. He knows more about MMA than you know than any of us. But he is he is part of the ESPN sort of hot take system now, um, which is great. I think when you're you know it's fine when you're broadcast you're getting into broadcasting with ESPN. That's what to look for. But I do think he's he's been, he's been learning to speak in that very hyperbolic, um, yeah. uh, you know, conversation starting style. Uh, that uh, that uh, ESPN and other outlets um, encourage. So take these kind of things with a grain of salt. I don't think it's the most like well thought out argument when he says something that he wasn't like going in his mind one by one, like, oh, could Fedor beat this guy? Could Fedor beat this guy? And that, uh, he wasn't thinking about that. He just made this to make for make for a good statement that'll get people talking. And he's right. We're talking about it right now. All right. Okay. And we will talk no more. Okay. We're done. But don't worry, my friends. You will hear from me and AK tomorrow. On to the next one. And I believe that this one will, this episode will drop probably like 90 minutes earlier than it normally does. We've got to record a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, we've got things to do. You know, it's a Sunday. It's football, all sorts of things going on. So <laughs> we out. For Casey, for AK, I am Mike Keck. Hope you enjoyed the night of fights or the day of fights. Ryzen coming up a little bit later on if you haven't gotten your fill yet. So enjoy that. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. 
Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people.